Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is the 26th of May. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scotty, how's your day been? It's been good, much like the markets. Uh, everyone's working up the right side of the bed again. And look at the gains today in the, in the Australian stock market. You know, elsewhere around the region, the Australian dollars up half a percent. The world is looking good until world. it isn't. Until it isn't. Well, we won't get there just yet. We had the Prime Minister today talking about getting this economy um, out of ICU. So that's the tagline we'll be hearing lots about. But we had some data today from two of the big banks. ANZ's Consumer Confidence Read. It's weekly. We spoke with the Chief Economist Richard Yetzenga. Um, Look, perspective is everything when you come to these reads. But then we had the CBA credit card data. And that was Christina Clifton, who we chatted with as well. I'm name dropping here, but you know, it certainly seems as if, well, at least people are spending. They are. There's, some, there's definitely grounds for guarded optimism. I won't say like, you know, absolutely joyous optimism, but no, certainly, you know, there's some positive signs. Both year on year, you know, card spending data for the CBA has turned positive. Uh, we've also seen ANZ's got similar you know, through their data as well. So we're talking about two of Australia's biggest banks here. So they have a fairly good read of what's going on in the economy. Uh, and, and certainly it looks like from a retail spending perspective, you know, fears that we know will have a prolonged slump like we saw with the record decline in April won't be realised. Of course, there's a million caveats that uh, accompany that view, uh, none least the, uh, you know, the risk of you know, a second wave of COVID. But uh, you know, all things being equal, it looks like there's you know, some grounds for cautious optimism moving forward. We spoke with Julian Russell as well. So he's CEO of Eclipse. And... Um, They've got two business, a sort of novated leasing and also a corporate lease of fleets. And it was an interesting interview because I think he was even taken a little bit aback by the signs of recovery when it comes to that used car market. That's a pretty good sign as well when it comes to the end consumer, isn't it? It is. No, it's, uh, it's, it fits with other things we've seen, like obviously the JobKeeper you know, revision that we saw, you know, three and a half million or six and a half million. So it all feeds into this, you know, this mindset that perhaps things weren't as bad as what we thought at the absolute you no know, nadir. You know, other things that are out there at the moment, you know, consumer confidence figures have always increased. Uh, no, still around the levels that were back during the GFC, but it's not the dire levels that we saw only a month ago. Yeah, and if you'd like to listen to that interview with the CEO of Eclipse Group, you can do so. We've got a link in the show notes, but I think two as well. Maybe that also speaks to cautiousness. If people are not willing to go out and buy new cars, you know, it's a little bit less of a risk to buy a used car. Um, we'll leave that there. Uh, you mentioned around the region, we also saw strength. How surprising is that to you when we still have a lot of you know, uncertainty around Hong Kong? We've got China's military saying that it's prepared to protect security as we continue to watch those protests grow. Why do you think we saw you know, gains in Hong Kong, even though 
uh, security there is a real increasing concern. In short, they were built in the last two days. That's a, that, that explains Hong Kong. And that, the buy the dip mentality is so strong in this market. And that's been underpinned by central banks delivering unprecedented and rapid fire stimulus to the economy uh, and financial markets, it should be noted. And that continues to underpin all these gains. So, you no, know, you've got uh, Hong Kong unrest. You no, know, climb that wall of worry. You've got you no know, new coronavirus cases here. We can climb that wall of worry. For the time being, investors are um, absolutely you know, just pushing aside bad news and focusing only on good news. Now, the big question is whether that can continue. You no, know, the, the prospects of a V-shaped recovery, even though we've seen signs of reopening, is still a very optimistic assessment. We spoke with Alistair Schultz from ACY Securities about Hong Kong. He was really questioning and whether this is the end of Hong Kong as a financial hub. I know it's a, f- a theme that a few of our commentators have been picking up on in the past few days. You know, a lot of these corporates will have been making plans to move out of Hong Kong or at least having a plan B in place. And this might just be the trigger that will get them moving. And you can watch um, that interview as well via the website, the app, or just um, through the show notes at the end of this podcast. Um, We had a good chat with Martin Crabb, the CIO of Sean Partners, toward the end of the day, talking about the recovery that we've seen in a lot of the the real estate names, the retail names. And uh, now we're starting to see some of these travel names jump on the boat as well. So, you know, we're talking the Webjets of the world, we're talking the flight centers. And in fact, um, Webjet, if we just go there, finished the session up a further 5.76%. It was the stock of the day on the call. Let's listen in and find out what Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool thinks about Webjet. Yeah, amazing day yesterday. Today as well, been an amazing day. It was up 15% again this morning. Well, I think this is one that's really worth potentially considering as a very high-risk buy. It's one of those stocks that, as long as it survives this, as long as it gets through without being meaningful or literally going broke, on the other side of this, as and when travel continues to grow, Webjet gets much, maybe even all, eventually, of its business back. It's one of these businesses that really, you know, at at current prices, not much has to go right as long as nothing goes really badly wrong. The extra things I'd say about Webjet are that Webjet was the one that looked like it could have gone broke at the beginning of the uh, coronavirus. You know, there was, yeah. there was a bit of a, a real uh, massive amount of activity very quickly trying to raise, you know, working out whether they could raise debt or money. The, they, they've done a capital raising. I think that's part of why uh, the market's really liking it as well, because what we now, we're finding, we're getting more information as this goes along. It's still at 50% discount, and I think that's quite rational. Yep. Because we know they're going to do poorly yep. uh, for a while. Yep. And the real things we don't know is how quickly uh, flights will come back, at least domestic for a start, and then yep. also yep. ultimately international. And that was Mark Moreland from Team Invest there talking about the stock of the day, Webjet. Scotty, tonight we have the ECB releasing its financial stability review. We've got some new home sales in the US, consumer confidence. We've got Fed President Neil Kashkari speaking again. I guess we know what the topic of conversation will be there. Recovery, what can they do to go and help it out? Uh, Of those uh, those ones you just mentioned, the consumer confidence definitely looks like it's the most uh, interesting one given the the sheer size of the consumer when it comes to the size of the uh, US economy. We've got construction work done due here tomorrow at 11.30 from the Bureau of Stats. This is for the March quarter. So this is not really encompassing 
uh, you know, the crunch really happening in April. But it will be interesting to see, you know, we've got the construction industry calling for stimulus measures there. So to see the proof in the pudding, the beginning of this COVID slowdown will be interesting. Yes, the second uh, GDP input we'll receive. No, it's probably likely to be a little bit weak. Uh, but like so many other data points that we're getting on a, on a laggard time frame, it's, it's ancient news uh, in 2020 speak. Uh, it's telling us about what was happening at the start of the year. Uh, obviously, the outlook now has changed a lot. Obviously, it'll be a bit of interest because it'll start feeding into uh, I know what will happen with Q1 GDP and whether we'll get the fabled technical recession of two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can hear those headlines writing themselves already, Scuddy. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it as far as economic data here at home. Tomorrow, um, we do get industrial profits uh, in China, so we'll be keeping a close eye on that. Guest lineup is looking good already. We've got Alex Truman, CEO of Bondi Partners, joining us from Washington. We will talk politics because, of course, we've got this election looming in the U.S., so that'll be interesting. Uh, we'll talk uh, with Gavin Wendt as well from MindLife at 9.10 a.m. And the Senex Energy CEO Ian Davies will be joining us in the 11 o'clock hour. I'm looking forward to that one personally. And uh, at 2.40, we'll be speaking with Sally Ann Williams from Cicada Innovations, um, talking portfolio um, recovery headwinds and just how the startup space is uh, performing in this environment. And we'll cap it all off, you and I will, with Ben Clark, Portfolio Manager at TMS Capital at 4. So it's another great day here on Ausbiz. Scotty. I hope you have a good night. We'll see you if too. The rain has stopped out here in Sydney. It's Looking beautiful, good. sparkling uh, in the later, later afternoon sunset here in Sydney. So very nice. Thanks to Capstream, and you can get more information on your episode notes, or you can visit capstream.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.